Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right. Welcome back to Industrial Talk, a platform that's dedicated to you industrial professionals all around the world because you are bold, brave, you dare greatly, you definitely collaborate you solve problems you're making the world a better place each and every day that's why this platform is here for you it's a celebration of your hero-ness is that a word here if it here i it guess is. everything's in bounds yeah that's right hero-ness right. And, and and as you can tell we are on site and it is austin texas and he this guy right here Jamie, right next to me, is from Austin, Texas, and we were talking about food because food is really special here in Austin, Texas. And, of course, we're broadcasting from OMG, the fourth quarter, and it's a bunch of really smart, passionate professionals focused on creating standards and debating the things that make you a success. That's how that's it. It doesn't fit on a bumper sticker real well, but let's get cracking. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's dive in. Yeah. How long have you been with OMG? Oh, so I've actually had a, a few different stints uh, working with OMG. Uh, back several years ago, um, I was one of the first members of the Industrial Internet Consortium. Uh, then I was with a company it's industry called... Industry uh, IoT. I know. It's, but it's, it's, it's at the time, it was like the Industrial it, Internet it, Consortium. Yeah, that rocked my world, by the way, when they changed it. It's yeah. like I couldn't... You know, the pathways were just sort of struggling. They're all They're all wired. And I was with the company National Instruments at that time, and we did a lot of really exciting uh, edge-based uh, control and compute and measurement systems and did a variety of test beds uh, back then around smart grid, predictive maintenance, uh, a, a deterministic networking, a lot of incredible work. And some of the members are still here uh, at uh, the OMG groups, and some have moved over from... Uh, what was the IIC over to the Digital Twin Consortium? Uh, there's not going to be a test on that, right? No, no. Uh, we'll, uh, we won't be giving you any pop quizzes, <laughs> at least not yet. <laughs> I hope not. But you're having a good – this is a great meeting. It's an excellent uh, and, meeting. And it's, it's outside of my ears bleeding because you guys – everybody has this you know, wonderful story to tell and why they're passionate about what they do. And, and the conversations that uh, happen at, this is just, they have four of these a year. This is Q4, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so they have four. And then at each one, everybody debates and hangs out and talks. And, and, and you know, kudos to you and others that uh, make this happen. I yeah. like it. All right. You're part of the Digital Twin Consortium. What does that mean? Well, I, there's a few ways to address that. Uh, well, that question. We've got time, make yeah. it uh, take both let's, ways. Let's take let's take some <laughs> let's take some uh, liberties here. So, I mean, the Digital Twin Consortium is a group of companies from a wide range of industries, uh, technology providers, end users, uh, members of our governments, uh, people from all around the world, are here. Uh, determining the best way to use digital transformation to gain insights and value 
out of all the assets that we have deployed around the world and, and make them better, make them safer, make them more trustworthy, uh, and, and learn. Uh, we've seen all kinds of great uh, presentations this week. We saw uh, a team that was looking at creating digital twins of wastewater facilities and, and oil processing facilities. We just saw a digital twin of, of traffic infrastructure. We've seen also uh, other digital twins of a wide variety of things. And one of the things that, that I talked about yesterday was this concept of not making a digital twin of a physical thing, but actually making a digital twin of a process or highly automated software system. As, okay. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, you know, I've, I have the virtual twin, the digital twin. I've got assets that are can be digitally twinned. Yeah. And now you're talking about a the a, a, a software mm -hmm. to be twinned. Yeah. Yeah. You can use that twin, by the way. And next time yeah. you go talk to somebody at the, you know, you say, hey, I got a new term for you guys. Because you guys come up with acronyms and terms. Yeah, we got a ton of them. It's alphabet soup here. You know, I like to say twinning is winning. That's one Twin. of Oh, <laughs> hey. snap. Yeah, okay, there oh, we go, yeah, man. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. So, I mean, you're part of this trustworthy uh, work group. Yep. Is that right? Is that, yep. that was like, what's that mean? So th that group, again, I'm a pretty new member of that group, and I'm really excited about the work that they're doing. They're building out uh, how to implement standards and actually ensure that digital twins are secure and they're safe, and they can be used to sit alongside real assets on things like factory floors or heavily industrial settings uh, where there's really stringent uh, safety standards that have been in place for decades, and now there's new emerging security standards, and those things sometimes are uh, thought about differently, or, or people come from from different directions, and then how can a digital twin of a factory or a collection of machines be made to help these systems ensure their safety and ensure that they're secure, and to take that one level further, one of the things we have to do is make sure we can trust the digital twin itself. Okay, let me unpack what you just said ever so carefully and, and definitely not as good as you did. So we have a security-related situation where you get this digital twin. You've got to be able to make sure that nobody can really get into it. You've got to mm -hmm. protect it from that, from people hacking into it. That's right. Lack, that's one, too. And because the safety component, right, what do you, help me understand what the safety is. You got this digital twin, it's digital. Mm -hmm. What's the safety? Well, the, the real issue here is machines themselves on the factory floor are safe, but are there things that we can do with digital twins to learn about some of these incidents that occur with this type of equipment to ensure even greater safety? Uh, one of the presentations we saw today from a gentleman from Tuvsu, Dr. Uh, Detlev Richter, he talked about a, a, an edge case with the machine where if a part was a little bit longer than some of the other parts, sometimes this machine would eject this part in incredibly high velocity. And a digital twin could potentially predict 
that this outcome uh, might occur. Right, right, or, right, right, right. or the digital twin might be able to be there to alert uh, the the user of the machine or the facility uh, that this this risk is in place based on the work order that's coming down the line today uh, that this this part may be just a little bit too big for this machine and might be unsafe uh, so it's it's and it's also you know safety philosophy and security philosophies and the digital twin philosophy we got to make sure that we bring all the stakeholders together and get everybody on board and it's not a uh, it doesn't feel like disparate systems and disparate approaches that we're trying to pull together. But the other thing that I want to make sure that we don't gloss over, you, you, you create this, this digital twin, whatever it might be, got it, and mm-hmm. you, you ensure that it's protected properly. It is, uh, it, it, you, you, you put the analytics in it so that you can determine the, the safety of assets possibly, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But you've got to, for lack of a certify, that, yeah, that's it. Yep. Like, yep. that's what you're doing. You're just saying, I got it. You got all this great stuff over here. Mm-hmm. But we've got to make sure that that's trustworthy, right? That's right. That's right. And one of the things that, that we've done at a company I work for now, Amandra, is we have uh, technology and tools that are based on automated reasoning and formal verification. This is the technology that was originally built to help formally verify autopilot systems or the software that would run on spacecraft by NASA. And historically, it was a very manual process, lots of PhDs. And in the mid-90s, the technology started to get automated and used in the semiconductor chip design space. After the uh, infamous Intel Pentium bug, uh, chip uh, designers started to rethink the way they test their chips and moved away from purely vector-based testing to formally verifying the design. And for the 20 years that follow, uh, researchers have been figuring out how can we apply these techniques to general-purpose software systems and algorithms, and, and we're there today. So uh, with the Amandra tools, what we're able to do is create a model of a software system or an algorithm we're then able to take that model and mathematically prove its correctness. And once we've done that, the model's verified. And then that verified model can be deployed alongside the system. And now we have a formally verified digital twin of the system. It can be a trusted um, source of truth of how the system should operate. And we can use it to test the production system, and we can also use it to sit side by side and look for variants. <clears throat> what was the problem? The problem? Yeah, what was the problem? You're saying, I, I hear what you're saying. Yep. I get it. And, and, I, and my question is, what, what problems it, does it, this solve? That's a great, great, great uh, uh, question to kind of roll me back a little bit. Where this all started for us was working with financial institutions that had highly automated trading systems, systems that would conduct trades with multiple banks in a highly automated fashion with very limited or no human supervision. And there are all kinds of concerns about business correctness. You don't want an automated system connected to your bank account that you can't trust. There's also all kinds of regulatory compliance. So if you, because there's a defect in your system or a bug, 
you may conduct yourself for years outside of regulation, which may lead to fines. And then sometimes if a financial system goes really poorly, that can lead to people's careers being jeopardized and, and even companies can, can lose their value and, and be acquired or go out of business. So that's, so we started by coming in and formally verifying software systems for financial institutions. Our, our largest customer is Goldman Sachs. So we formally verify one of their trading systems as well as we work with many other financial institutions. But we've taken the technology and approach and we're now applying it to all kinds of highly automated software systems that people want to have a verified digital twin that they can use to test their system, they can ensure it's correct, it's safe, and it's compliant. You've had this conversation before, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, once or twice, once or twice. And I'm really passionate about this stuff. Yeah, I can tell, man. It, it's, <clears throat> it's infectious. I'm quite. choking you up, even. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> Cheers. I'm getting all teary-eyed here. No, it, it, this is really interesting because I've, I've and, and, and it's, not a, it's not a slap, but my concern with digital twin, the term mm -hmm. digital twin, yeah. becomes a miscellaneous file. And everything just starts to, yeah, that's a digital. It was just, we'll twin that. Hey, look at that plan. It's like, we'll twin it. And get it. It's all capable. Oh, yeah, great. But I like the fact that you can determine, this is something new. Yep. Determine the trustworthy of that. And then be able to do that in the world of sort of the code, the programming. I like that. Yeah, it, it's really a, a game changer. And one of the points that was brought up uh, in, the, in the evening discussions and a lot of the uh, collaborative conversations that we have here at the consortium. You do. Which this, we do, we do, is this concept of it, it'll be virtually impossible for an external entity to come and hack the twin and the production system simultaneously and make the same change to both because the systems are ah, right, implemented right. differently. So if we're in a really highly uh, safety critical scenario or system and we see that there's a, a deviation or a, a strong variance, there's a highly high likelihood that, that that system has been hacked. And so the twin can actually work as a, as a watchdog, uh, preventing ah, us from right. uh, something going yeah. in a direction it shouldn't go. And that's, that's a, a sort of a new chapter that we're discussing. You know? See, you guys can't stop with the use cases. No, we can't. Yeah. And, and we also can't stop with the new ideas to solve problems. And it is amazing. And that's, that's true. That's perfect. I, I heard this uh, I was... Uh, fortunate enough to go to uh, IMTS, which is the International Manufacturing Technology mm -hmm. Show. Yeah. And a lot of, because of everything's becoming connected in some way, shape, or forms, so you get these CNC machines, these yep. high-production CNC machines, they're connected. Yep. And rightly so, they have to be. But now people are talking about the, the protection of those systems because it doesn't take much to bring something out of spec. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a lot of money lost. But in the world of the digital trends, if you... If you have something to sort of, you can play that game of saying, hey, 
it's all of a sudden out of whack. It shouldn't be out of whack, but now it is. So something went on. Yep, that's right. That's right. And, you know, one of the terms that's used in the industry is, is metrology, where you're measuring and making sure things are aligned or yeah. calibrated correctly. You know, I, I don't really think I've ever heard this term before, but a digital twin can be a form of continuous digital metrology. To assure, uh, to assure your systems in spec, it's compliant, it's yeah, ready like to go. That. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. I think you're absolutely. And what I've gathered from uh, a number of conversations, this ability to be able to use the digital twin, you can simulate some of the things that you want in a digital twin, and then whenever it gets out into the, the real world, the, the non-digital world, and then you feel there's a level of confidence, so you've reduced the risk dramatically because you've already played around with it over here, and you've yep. got it all dialed in. Yep. You see what's going on. That's right. And one of the things we, we call that is is there's this concept of shift left, where you try to bring the detection of all your software defects as early as you can in the design yep. process. Yep. So those defects don't make it out into the production system. And then what you're talking about yeah. is taking it a step further. You use the digital twin as a crystal ball. Yeah. You can actually look into the future by playing what-if scenarios. And as we bring the new piece of equipment online and bring it into the system, let's do that in the digital twin first and see what the impact may be. Um, it, it's, and it's an incredibly powerful tool for what-if uh, testing. Yeah, and I, and I think as the world becomes far more, and it's becoming complex. Mm -hmm. you, know why it's, you know why it's becoming complex? More complex. It's because of people like you that can't stop thinking about use cases. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it is. But as the world becomes more complex, it's harder to. You have to have that ability to be able to look at your systems, look at your assets, whatever that might be, and run those simulations, mm -hmm. so that you can press that time to the real world. Right. Right. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're really excited about the work we're doing. And yeah. The role we can play to ensure that these systems are correct, safe, and compliant, you know, we're going to play that part and God. play our position and work with, with all the great minds that are here at the Digital Twin Consortium. You know, that you, you, you glossed over that, but there's a lot of great minds here. That's right. And two of them are sitting right here at these microphones. Uh, negatory. <laughs> uh, negatory. Because <laughs> all I do is I just soak it up. I, I, that's all I am. I'm the Discovery Channel dream right here. I get to just listen all the time to people that... Well, you do all the thinking. I'm just the lazy guy. Ah, uh, don't know about Crack that. Crack open the beer. Really? You know? Yeah, that happens here at the Digital Twin Consortium Members Meeting, too. So we do a little of that, too. Snippy, snippy. Yeah. Well, I got it. How do they get a hold of you? So uh, you can learn about Amandra at amandra.ai. And I think there'll be uh, notes in the in the show notes of this podcast. Is that right? Listen to you. Yeah, it'll all be out on Industrial Talk. You just you just fed me a line, didn't you? And it's Ima it's I M A N D R A. Try Mandra. Yeah. There you go. That's right. And and you got your LinkedIn stat card here too. Yeah, I do. My name's Jamie Smith. I'm the vice president of products at Amandra. Uh, hit me up on LinkedIn. Let's let's keep the conversation going. Yeah, his stat card will be out there on Industrial Talk too. So reach out to him because I think you will not be disappointed, as nobody disappoints over here. But he knows what he's talking about. Thank you. Thank you. That very was pretty much, cool. Scott. Yeah. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. Stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, that was Jamie. As you can tell, he has mad skills. We're going to have all his contact information 
the company's contact information all out on Industrial Talk. Digital Twin. Every time I have conversations like the one with Jamie, I come to realize in a stark way that we are still at the tip of the iceberg of what this innovation, what these solutions will bring to industry. It's an exciting time. And I and for me, and I think I alluded to it in the conversation that my ears bleed sometimes, just because it never stops. It never be- stops evolving and then identifying new ways or applications to take the innovation that is existing out there and expanding that use case and say, hey, what about this? What about that? How about, hey, oh, oh. it just keeps going on and on. And people like Jamie and others at OMG never stop debating. And I also like the fact that even though we are at this point where all this innovation is just exploding, that there has to be some way of generating the standards or trustworthiness that ensures that we are doing the right thing, that we're properly protected. Uh, I'm just so excited. Thank you, Jamie, for being on Industrial Talk. I'm going to have a program. The program, people ask me, Scott, how do you do all of this stuff? So we have a program that's coming out. It's specifically industrial marketing. It's uh, it's around what I do and how I you know get the information out there. Be on the lookout for that. And we also have a number of webinars that are coming out all out there on Industrial Talk. All right. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Jamie, and you're going to change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from OMG shortly, so stay tuned.